0: broadcasting around the world online at pressboxradio.com and to great radio stations throughout the state of alabama this is the press box
1: i hope you guys know how much fun we have doing this mike grace chris stewart jd byers we get to come to you a couple hours every day and uh, just do what we love to do talk about sports and we, we've we said this, Chris Stewart, uh, part of the greatest part, I guess, about this show is that certainly we get to talk to uh, guys and gals who are part of the industry, part of the sports world, covering yeah. it either being a broadcast or, or uh, online newspaper, whatever the case may be, coaches, etc., uh, but a lot of these guys just become friends over the years because we spend time with them in a press box here, there, or everywhere. And our next guest is one of those. I, I, I mentioned that only because when I texted this guy about today's interview, his immediate response was anything for Chris Stewart.
2: Uh, do, do you have the right Chris Stewart? I, I, I'm, pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are you guys really buying that? That's good. I like that. You did. You're <laughs> a heck of a car salesman still, Bob. Nicely done. <laughs> Anyway, How good you to be honest, the you guys, voice today. the voice of the Tennessee is kind enough to join us. And I'll tell you when we we started talking about putting this show together, calling it what we do, it, it really reminds me of the deal that um, that we did in Nashville a few years ago at the SEC basketball tournament where you meet Joe Fisher who was there an wasn't there another guy plus
3: the, the moderator? It was just uh, the three see. of us. Who, Who else was there? Yeah, it looks oh, like Chris there was Blair. another another was guy, Blair. but I can't remember. But yeah, we had four or five guys up there. Yeah,
2: is Chris Blair from LSU was the
3: fourth? Yeah, it was he Chris. was the rookie
2: yeah. at the time, and uh, and we did we sat there and told stories. I don't know if we ever got around on the format of the deal. It's pretty much like this show every day. But when you get you get a bunch of us around sitting just talking and sharing stories, it's really a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of great stories out there and then Brett Daugherty was uh, 1045 the zone there he was the moderator so we we had enough uh, enough story. we could have we could have been there for a couple hours but yeah that was fun
2: all right so tell me about your basketball team we'll get into we'll get into some of those stories and things in a minute but let's let's get to the the first thing right out of the gate when when Alabama beat Tennessee way back when uh, that that kind of got the attention of everybody and flipped things for us. There was so much respect for Tennessee though. They didn't slide much at the time, but man, this league is, uh, I know Bama has been an exception, but this league is kind of a meat grinder once again, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is. And you know, you never know. And I don't know whether how much the, the COVID protocols and all those things, uh, go into the ups and downs of some of these teams, but, uh, you know, it just seems like you get a beat on one team and all of a sudden then they get slapped around and can they bounce back? It's it's really been up and down for a bunch of teams. And I and, and a bunch of these teams are going to have to play well these last two weeks to to fight their way into the NCA tournament. So, But you're right, that, that Alabama game, Tennessee came through the regular season of course picked to win the SEC. And so there was so much optimism. You got John Fulkerson coming back. He pawns decided to come back. And then you've got these two freshmen that everybody's been chomping at the bit to see. And uh, Tennessee was really good in the non-conference games. I mean, they beat a really good Colorado team and beat a Cincinnati team. That's turned out to be not quite as good as everybody thought they were going to be. And so you're thinking, well, you're going into sec play and you're just, you know, how many games can you win? And can you be a number one seed and all that kind of stuff. And then then Alabama came in and just kind of exposed Tennessee, spread them out and uh, didn't let them use their, help defense like they've done against everybody else. they got back defensively and Tennessee couldn't run. So it was one of those games that kind of exposed Tennessee a little bit. I think in the long run, it, it helped them because it showed them that maybe they weren't quite this dominating juggernaut that everybody thought they might be. Uh, but it's also proven that Tennessee has had tough times against teams that penetrate and have quick guards. And you look at Missouri Pinson, you know, had 27 against them, uh, you know, Florida was able to um, uh, drive the ball and get to the rim and score. And some of these in t- LSU did it again on Saturday. So that's one of the things that Tennessee is going to have to make the adjustment to is uh, kind of changing their defensive philosophy. But last couple of games, the freshmen have been tremendous and Fulkerson and E. Ponds haven't done much. So it's, it's kind of been a head scratcher, you know, uh, the, the last, I don't know, six weeks or so, just, uh, where this team is and the ups and downs, and uh, we'll see if they could put it all back together and get ready for a tournament run here.
0: Talking Tennessee hoops with the voice of the balls, Bob Kessling uh, from Knoxville. Uh, the the two home losses, eleven and two at home this year, fourteen and five overall. As you guys get ready for South Carolina tonight, the two home losses were league uh, action, Arkansas, Mizzou. But uh, talk about Jaden Springer, man. Uh, last time out, I know a loss against LSU on the road, but twenty one. Six rebounds, seven assists, and a block. How special is that young man?
3: He's really good. And, um, you you know, at first when the season started, everybody, you saw these mock drafts, and they had Keon Johnson and and Jaden Springer going in the top ten. Well, usually when you see these one and doneers, as they're calling them, and uh, they come out and they don't play defense, and they want to get their points and get all their offense. These two guys are totally different from that. I mean, they are two of the better defenders on the team. And they just bought into Rick. If you don't play defense for Rick Barnes, you don't play. And uh, so they have bought into that in a team concept. And it's now they were so fundamentally sound on how they play basketball, you know, head up, passing the ball and sharing the ball and all those things and scoring when they can. But now they've kind of flipped the switch a little bit. They're still very solid on what they're doing, uh, playing on the floor. But now they're looking to score more. And both of them have this ability to get in the lane and post up smaller guards and score. And uh, they've got those – they're very deadly when they get in the lane. They're just really hard to stop. They just – they know how to play. So it's been fun to watch those guys. And uh, they are – uh, you know, unfortunately, right now, it looks like Tennessee will go as far as these guards can take them, these two freshmen. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much better they can get. But uh, they're putting up points in the 20s. You know, Springer had a 30-point game the other night. So they're they're very, very good.
2: Bob, the jobs that we have are really cool. They're really fun. Uh, but they're really like any other job. It comes down to the people you work with that determines truly how enjoyable it is on a day in and day out basis. You, you've talked to me about this before, but share for our audience, Rick Barnes, and what that experience <laughs> is like.
3: Uh, you know, you he is right one there. of the most unique individuals I, I've ever met in my life, and 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 Chris, you've worked with a lot of coaches, and you know, there's a there's a relationship that a broadcaster. Uh, has with the coach Uh, if they trust you they'll tell you stuff and uh, and if they don't trust you it's a miserable relationship and a miserable time around being around that coach but uh, I've had I've been fortunate to have good relationships with all the coaches here since I've been at Tennessee but Barnes is the most unique guy I have ever met in my life he is the biggest prankster the biggest jokester off the floor and then as soon as he crosses the line and goes on that court he's a different guy i mean he's locked in he's and then as soon as he steps off the court i mean he's pulling pranks on guys and doing it's it's really fun to be around the guy and uh we uh it, it he's just uh, he, he loves what he does but he also loves people and uh, so the he'll and now he will one of my favorite stories about him is uh, they there was a practice and this was the day before a game, you know. And most times, day before the game, you don't go real hard, but but you go. But Rick's philosophy is, you make a mistake, you turn the ball over, and you're running stadium steps. And I don't care who you are. And so Admiral Schofield was out there in a in a practice, and uh, this tells you how hard he is on his players sometimes. Uh, but Schofield has the ball. And he throws the ball expecting this younger player to be in a certain spot. Well, the player, you know, zigs when he's supposed to zag and Schofield throws the ball out of bounds and they're practicing in the arena. And so uh, Barnes just looks at him and says, Okay, Admiral, go ahead and run the take off, run the run run stadium steps, which he made all the guys do when they were with. They made a turnover. But Admiral's looking at him like, wait a minute, I'm Admiral Schofield. I'm, wait, what are you talking about? And then he goes to look at, well, that guy was in the wrong spot. It's not really my fault. And Barnes goes, well, you threw the ball. It's your turnover. Take off. And Admiral kind of looked kind of disgusted. And all of a sudden, Barnes goes up to him and said, Admiral, roll your eyes at me one more time. Go ahead. See what happens. Go ahead. Roll your eyes at me one more time. And all of a sudden, Admiral said, I'm sorry, and took off running. So that's kind of the respect the players have for him I and mean, they all see him getting better, but yeah. when he's off the floor, it's, you know, he'll ask you what, uh, you know, what are you doing after the game? Do you either, do you work? You know what, you know, <laughs> what, what do you do all day? What kind of movies do you watch? I mean, he's always doing something. What are you going to get your wife for Christmas? Did you get, you know, Did, did are you cheapskate and all that kind of stuff? It's, It's just constant. And it's, and he does it on the air too. When we're on the air, I mean, at the end of our show, uh, our post game show with him, Bert and I will talk to him and it's kind of must listen radio because you never know what tangent he's going to go on. Now, if they lose, uh, it's all business. But if they, but they win, especially a big game, then he's going to, he's going to ask you some bizarre questions. But uh, it's a lot of fun. He keeps it fun. That's for sure. Has he ever asked you if you like gladiator movies? (laughs) <laughs> he's more of a that's gun my, smoke guy. So
0: that's my, okay. That's guy. my, uh, that's my airplane re- reference for the day.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's all gun <laughs> smoke. He, uh, and all, all these half gun will travel. He watches Westerns at night. So James when, he said, when, is. He's, when he can't sleep after a tough loss, he watches Miss Kitty and, um, Festus and all that stuff. So anyway, you know, he's good. He's really good. And he's a great coach too. I mean, he really, it's amazing how good a coach he is and how these players develop and how he's brought these freshmen along this year has been really remarkable. And, uh, you know, you didn't see it, the the fact that these guys might be one and done back in January, but you see it now because they've just gotten so much better. And both of them will tell you that they've learned so much basketball from him and how to play the game. You know, a lot of guys just go out there and, you know, go do what they've done since they were in high school but at this level, you've got to learn how to play the game, and both these guys are saying that they've really learned that. There are some guys, though, we're
2: talking to Bob Kessling, the voice of the Tennessee Vols. There, there are some guys that the longer they stay in the business, the less respect you have for them. Rick's one of those that he's really had some changes in his life, and if you would, relay one story uh, that I'm thinking of, and, I, and I, I think you'll know where I'm going, that involves your your SID. Tom Sackoviak uh, mm-hmm. told me, told me his story and, and Rick went through a major, major change in his life, came a Christian, uh, and realized that he was not the same guy now that he was in, didn't really like in some regards who he was in terms of how he treated players and people, but man, Tom, Tom had a conversion experience in his life too. Got baptized and on a game day, Rick shows up.
3: At the church, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they had a Sunday game, and uh, Tom was uh, when 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 Rick first met Tom, he would and he and he, and he challenges everybody a little bit, of, and, and he doesn't go overboard with it, but you know he'll ask you, are you a Christian? Are are you religious? Do you you know? Do you read the Bible? Do you are you know? Do you do you have faith? And they, and and he'll challenge you a little bit, and if you don't, why not? And, you know, what, what directs your life and what, and he does it because he really is interested in people. And so Tom had kind of told him that well, he'd kind of fallen out, you know, and, and he had some tough things going on in his life. And, and uh, so suddenly Rick starts giving him Bible verses and, 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 uh, you know challenging Tom, you know, what does this mean? And how does this fit in your life and this kind of things? And then suddenly Tom has the, the, uh, um, liver problem. And uh, has to have a transplant. And uh, I mean, he was on the verge of, he, he wasn't going to make it if he didn't get, you know, and when you get on those organ donor deals or well, you your recipient, uh, the way it works a lot of times is they put you on a list and whoever is in the worst condition gets the transplant. And so you uh, although you might be third on the list, if there are people worse off than you, they keep getting it ahead of you. And so Tom had been on the list for a long time and his health was getting worse and worse and worse. And, uh, suddenly he gets the call that they've got one for him. And so he, he, ha- he had a bag packed in his car constantly just in case he got the call. And he had to go to Nashville to go to Vanderbilt to, to get the transplant. And, uh, so he gets the call and he goes and, uh, uh, so he's in the operation, of course, it's a long operation and uh Rick Barnes was there in the uh, waiting room with Tom's wife the whole time never left wow. and, um, and this was during the you know during the season so it was a remarkable story, but the other one was the the fact that uh, he, Tom eventually decided he was going to get baptized and this was before he had the transplant but he's gonna get baptized and it was uh, at a church kind of close to campus, and um, so um, they had a shoot-around that morning. Of course, it was a Sunday game, had a shoot-around that morning, and then the game was at uh, 1 o'clock or something like that. Well, you know, the church service is at, at, at 11 or 10.30, and so um, they get ready to do the uh, uh, the baptism, and Tom's sitting there with his wife, and suddenly Rick Barnes comes in and sits next to him and said, Well, coach, what are you doing here? I said, You got shoot around and stuff. And he said, Well, what are you doing here? He said, Well, I'm gonna get baptized. Well, don't you have your staff? He said, Well, yeah, I've got my staff. They're they're getting the game set up. He said, Well, same thing with me. I got my staff. I said this is much more important than basketball. And so he they did the the baptism, and then Rick gets up and goes and gets – beats up with his team again. But that just kind of tells you the – you know, where he's really based in, in, the, in the core of his relationship and his personal life.
0: Bob Kessling's the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, and there's two good impact uh, on two great men, iron sharpening iron. Uh, we, we've got a few minutes left here. Bob, tell, tell me about the impact on your life, your career, John Ward, the legend. And I remember when you took over, you know, kind of like the, what has happened at Auburn. Now with uh, three generations after Jim five touchdown, Auburn still lives. I still love tuning in right before kick and and hearing football time in Tennessee.
3: Yeah, John uh, is still a guy, I think, uh, that people revere here and uh, people, um, you know, grew up listening. And of course, you know, some of those longtime radio voices uh, had such a special bond with their audience because the games back, in the sixties weren't on television. And so, and even in the early seventies, they weren't on TV. So the only way you could follow your team was listening to your announcer. So there were a bunch of guys, you know, John Forney, you know, was in the same boat and just go down the list of all these Larry Munson's and these other guys that just had such a bond with their audience. And John was that, you know, John was, uh, he was an advertising. He wasn't a full-time broadcaster and John had a great, feel for, because through his advertising background for marketing and packaging things and, and figuring out what the, what the consumer wanted and giving it to him. And so John would, he'd come up with these little phrases and if somebody repeated it back to him, then he'd use that. So, but he was a consummate professional and he, you know, he was one of those, I had a chance to spot for him for 15 years, I guess it was, and he let you make a mistake, but he wouldn't let you make it again. And so, uh, but he, he wanted you to try and do things and make the broadcast better. And, uh, but he pushed you and, uh, I learned a lot sitting next to him for all those years. And then he was so supportive of, uh, you know, me, not only when I was, uh, came on the fall network, but you know, when I left the network and went to work for Jefferson pilot for that decade or so, whatever that was, he was still very supportive and, you know, two guys that work for him, me and Mike Keith, um, went on to, you know, Mike's the voice of the Tennessee Titans, and of course, now I've got this job. And you could tell that John was really proud that two of his guys that came up underneath him, you went on to have success in this business. So he was, uh, he's still a legend. I mean, people still uh, talk about him and, and, you know, they can quote his big calls and all those type things. So. He's been a. He's got a very special place in the history of Tennessee football.
1: We'll always remember. Give him six.
3: That's right. That's
1: it. The classic John That's Ward. It. Bob Castle. Hey, let me give you one one little quick thing before I get out. I got, Thirty seconds. I guys Thirty seconds. Go. This.
3: Yeah. Oh, what the Lady Vols have been doing? They they played at Texas A and M. Went to Houston, got snowed in. Uh, couldn't get out Sunday night. Monday they're in the hotel and they don't have any power. They stayed there all Monday. Tuesday. They uh, had a workout in a ballroom, and they finally got home last night, and now they got to play South Carolina on Thursday. (laughs) How about that week?
1: Just another day in the life. Bob, thanks so (laughs) much for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. See you guys. Bob Kessling on the Press Box
0: Hour 2 is just around the corner. Stand by.